Unashamed, the recovery podcast. Hey, recovery fam. Welcome to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Drew. I'm Drew. I'm your host, Josh. That's Drew. Josh is confused. Let's just meet today's guest. And hello, recovery family, and welcome to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast, where it's okay to not be okay. And we're here today to break the shame and stigma of addiction. Uh, we have a new guest today. Uh, and we, we do this show, man, just to basically keep everybody on the up and up about, you know, recovery processes and uh, trauma that anybody's had to deal with. We like to talk about those things, get those things out in the open uh, and help people be unashamed. Uh, so, Josh. All right, guys. And this episode today is a little different. Uh, this episode is pride before the fall. That's something that we all in recovery can relate to. And it's even talked about here in the Bible, Proverbs 17 and 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And, you know, I think that's something that speaks volume in itself, you know, if when we get caught up in ourselves, a fall is to come. So let's break that down. And we have a great guest with us here today to actually talk about that. Great friend, actually. Great friend. Uh, man, it seems like he's been a friend for five years. That's how long it's yeah, been. I, I don't know. Uh, but our, our guest today is uh, Mr. Jeff. Uh, Jeff came to our Celebrate Recovery group, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah. A year and a half ago, it's been longer than 22 that. months. Really? And, Because I, I still, I, granted, I remember the first day he walked in, you know, he had this big look and was like, oh my God, what did I walk into? No doubt. Mainly because we were going at it. Yeah. You know, imagine uh, that. But, you know, I, I just, oh man, it just, 22 months ago, and uh, Jeff, he, he came into our group and he just fit right in. He never missed a beat. Yeah. And he just got right in there. And he is serving in leadership at another recovery group over in Philadelphia, Mississippi, the River, which is doing fantastic things in the recovery community. That was awesome. Yep. And uh, just, uh, you know, he's a business owner. He's not our typical guest. He fits in into a completely different audience. He is your white collar business owner um he's a staple in his community right. uh, you know our last guest stacy you know he was homeless on a log and that's just not the case for jeff uh and well the typical stories that we end up telling <clears throat> are people who lived in abandoned houses they've uh they've not had anything at one point in time yep. you know um but, and I think it's crucial that we show that, these contrasts. And that addiction can happen to anybody at any time. Uh, it's not biased. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize. It doesn't, it doesn't attack just a color of people. Um, it doesn't att attack a, uh, 
what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a socialist view uh, or political view type person. Um, it, it attacks anybody, anybody at any time. Uh, it's just one of those things. Um, you know, we we often get caught up in well. I didn't have a hard life in the back end, so I'm not going to be an addict or, you know, it's just, it's one of those. I didn't have a rock bottom. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things, man. It'll pull you. It'll yeah. wrap you. It'll snatch you. And I think what is very important about today's episode, and Jeff, you talked about this while we were uh, shooting a breeze, setting up, uh, this topic, pride before the fall, is for anybody in recovery, really. Like, it affects yeah. all of us. But really, it goes from everybody all the way down to that valedictorian graduating from a four-year college that's hiding behind the mask right. of addiction as they're getting ready to go off to med school. Right. I mean, that's... I know a ton of friends of mine. I say a ton of friends. Just people in general that have come to me, you know, after we started doing the podcast together, or we, and, you know, I started speaking and we started speaking, sharing stories that uh, you wouldn't think, you know, yep. that they're an addiction. Mm. But at, at some point, you have to break that pride because a lot of people deal with pride. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to see it. But once again, they don't want to live unashamed. Yep. They oh. still hold on to that shame and guilt somewhere in there. But mainly, it's due to pride. Right. You know, when when it's all said and done. Yep, that's true. Mm. Well. Let's go ahead and uh, make you credible for our listeners. Uh, Jeff, what type of addiction did you struggle with? Uh, it was an alcohol addiction. Yeah. Very common. Very common. Very. I mean, it, I don't. Even, I can't remember the staggering numbers on that. Like that affects so many people, right. and uh, it just. Oh, man, we, we, that's a whole new episode. We could. Yeah. We, we might have you back today. Have, a, have a numbers episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, and I know this, but what was your path to recovery? What did recovery look like for you, Jeff? Well, recovery was hitting. I did hit my rock bottom, you know, but uh, recovery was realizing, I mean, what's step one? Is that we, we realize we're powerless and my life was completely unmanageable, out of control. And realizing that, and then finally uh, making the steps it took to uh, admit it and get some help. And so you went to a treatment facility. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, it was uh, and the name was done. Turning point. It was turning turning point. point. It's Vertava now. Yeah. And that goes back to our last guest, uh, which is amazing because Stacy was our last guest. Yes. So uh, that that's a small <clears throat> world. And then after that. You wound up in Celebrate Recovery. Right. And uh, like I said, we say this every episode, but recovery paths take, you know, look different for everybody. And it just so happens, say, we talk to people in Christian 12 step recovery programs. So, anyway, diving into today's episode, we're talking about pride and how that's so dangerous for those of us that are in recovery. Jeff, how, I mean, I've heard you speak so many times on this. You, are passionate They're about talking about pride. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anybody who talks to you for more than five minutes, they know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for those that are listening, you know, we may have some people who are brand new to recovery. How did you, well, first of all, let's, let's get to the bare basics. 
Jeff, what do you define pride as? Like, when somebody, if somebody's trying to find out if they are dealing with a pride issue, what are they looking at? Well, ultimately, it's selfishness. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at yourself, and you're, you're, you know, lifting yourself up, and you're making yourself the number one thing in your life. And when you do that, then you're you're getting in the pride area. So you're basically your entire worldview is through the lens of self. Right. You're you're looking, you know, for what you want to achieve and what you've done, and you know, you're, you're not. I'll tell you my story now, real quick, because this <laughs> this is going to tie. I mean, not not my my whole story, but. There's an example that I use sometimes with a business owner and his wife. They're driving down the road. Back in my day, I'm older than y'all and some of your viewing audience, but you know, I know, I hear you. But the the business owner's wife's driving down the road and they pull in the service station to get gas. Well, back in the day, they actually pumped your gas for you. So the businessman gets out, the, the service station attendant comes over there and starts pumping the gas. The businessman goes in the store and he looks out the window and he sees the service station attendant talking to his wife and he remembers that they used to date back in the day. Well, he gets through with his business, he comes back and they're driving down the road. Well, they go through several miles of silence and the man looks at his wife, the business owner, and says, hmm, I bet I know what you're thinking about. And she says, what do you think I'm thinking about? He says, "You're, you're thinking about that if you that you're so happy that you married me instead of that other guy. And she said, "Mm, no, I'm just thinking about that if I would have married him, you'd be pumping gas. Well, you see, the the point here is that we get this pride of thinking of who who we are. Relationships is the key. The number one key in my life after I hit my rock bottom was to restore my relationship with Jesus Christ. But relationships is the key, and what happens when you get pride and self-centered is you think you're achieving this. Well, let me tell you what. My wife, who I've been married to for 40 years, is a dynamic individual in my life. I would not be who I am without her. You two, as we've mentioned, when I first come in to celebrate recovery, fresh out of recovery, and I walked in, it was you two (laughs) that I developed a relationship God is a relational God. Yeah. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit's been together. The the angels and I mean, God created us. We've got to be relational. And when you get prideful, you don't relate. And when you don't relate, you isolate. And when you isolate, you get more prideful. Because, yeah. you know, and, and it's just a wicked spin <laughs> all coming off the pride. And I think we all realize how dangerous isolation is. I was about to say this. Exactly. The words right out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have those back. (laughs) (laughs) So we could sit here for the next 30 minutes and go further into depth into that. But I want to, I want everybody to understand what pride is because as we start diving more into this, it's going to get a little complicated, I'm sure. But what did that journey look like for you when you found out that you were struggling with a pride issue? Well, it actually, Josh and and Drew, it actually was after my detox and during my stay at the recovery center. 
because I, my life was unmanageable. I, I hated myself because I wore these masks. You know, I was a Baptist, I still am a Baptist deacon. Right. And I would do everything that everybody expected of me, but inside I hated myself. But my pride was, well, everybody thinks. I'm doing the right thing because everybody thinks I've got it all together. Well, when I hit my rock bottom and, and went through my detox and my recovery, it was in recovery when God revealed to me that I just need to surrender and become obedient. You can't surrender and become obedient when you got pride. You know, that's the second time in, in two shows hmm. that the real word surrender. And I'm pretty sure surrender came up in the last episode with doom and gloom. No. It actually did. How, how can a prideful man surrender? And, and, and what you got to do is you got to turn it over. And when he, when I did, then God revealed to me, you don't have an alcohol problem, son. You got a problem thinking you're better than, you know, me. Yeah. And I've got you covered through all this. You know, you bring it up. It just sparked the knocks some rust off, as Stu would say. <laughs> Oh, I saw this great quote, and it said, a prideful man with ego hates losing even to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yeah. Right yeah, there. Write that down. Yeah. Stop, I mean, that's stop good the cars, stuff. Pull over to the side road yeah. and write that down. A prideful man with ego hates losing even to God. Mm -hmm. We're probably going to make some uh, media content out of that. We're going to do some screenshots. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that already, you know. So anyway, so, and I want to reiterate this. Jeff is a Baptist deacon. By the way, that's been contested. Everybody <laughs> at Celebrate Recovery is in agreement that Jeff is Pentecostal. <laughs> More so uh, than he knows. It's been contested that this man is a Baptist deacon. But yeah. anyway. I can get feisty. I can, get I can bring some fire. But anyway, you, you were a Baptist deacon, still are a Baptist deacon. Mm -hmm. You own two businesses. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you, you, you framed this earlier when we were talking. You had to wear the mask to be who you were supposed to be for who you needed to be it for. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks volume. I think a lot of people out there can yeah. associate with that. Yep. Uh, not so much as our normal listening audience. Maybe they can. I, I'm, I'm sitting there being real judgmental on that. Maybe they can. But I think this is also speaking to a, a completely different audience out there that's probably never even considered the possibility of any of this. Like they're right. just, <clears throat> I, I feel like they're hearing this and they're actually connecting for the first time. Like they're mm -hmm. like, oh man, this is my story. Right. And so I, I, I I think that's important to recognize because like any of us, we're not alone. There's somebody out there that's going through the same thing that we are. So I think that's important to recognize. And so you had that awakening that God told you that and what alcohol that it was a pride issue that you were struggling with. I think that's monumental. I think once we have that clarity and we know what we're dealing with, then we can start working on it. Mm -hmm. All right. How did that work out for you? Like, what did you do to work on that issue of pride? Like, when we think of our hurts, our habits, our hangups, 
pride normally ain't one of the ones that we think about. Codependency, anger, anxiety, self-forgiveness, uh, fear, fear, all those kind of things are what we usually think about. And a lot of people can actually take steps and know what they're going to do for those. What would we do to work on pride? What would that look like? Josh, I believe once you realize that's your issue, uh, it, it's and I'm trying to get my words right here. You know, personally, I believe that you can you can get sober with God, without God, but you'll never stay. Right. Well, the same thing with pride. You you can become humble when you have bad times happen, but you're not going to stay humble. Your haughtiness will come back to you. I made this statement the other day. I, I've when I went through rehab and I came out and I was soaking everything up, soaking you two up at Celebrate Recovery, soaking Barry and, and the speakers up at the river. You know, I can watch Stephen Verdict for, Verdict for hours. Nothing replaces reading the scripture and letting God talk to you. And when you read the scripture, the parable in Luke about the guy who had so much, he was building new warehouses and he was doing all this stuff, that's pride. You know, if you read that scripture, he says, I, 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 I. If you keep saying, I, 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 you got a, you probably got an issue. But when you're reading the scripture, it gives you the, the grounding and God shows you things. And as you're reading those scriptures, you start learning about relationships. You know, man, I thought I had relationships. I didn't have relationships. It was all about me. Yeah. Now, 22 months into this, I got brothers. I got people, I mean, us guys, I mean, we sit there every Monday night. We can talk for hours, yep. you know. But that's where yeah. it comes. It comes back to relationships. But to to help me get over that pride and stay in it, I had to stay in the Word. And in the Word, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, if you, you remember one of I love his statements, and it's very confusing to read. When I know to do right, I do wrong. When I know not to do right or to, to do this, then... I do wrong. For what I mean, I do when I do, I do not do. No, for what I love, I do not do. I practice what is wrong instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And we battle that. I mean, even now, you know, I'm I'm always questioning myself. Okay, is this a Jeff thing? It comes down to it. Or is this a God thing? But it comes down to a character thing. It does. You know, and that's that's the thing that a lot of you know um, I, I try to work on within myself is that if I'm going to be in the character of God then I've got to realize that I have to practice what God would practice or what Jesus would want to you know, practice instead of practicing what the flesh me would practice um, because it becomes a carnal thing. We mm -hmm. practice carnal things on a daily basis and we don't realize it. So we were talking about surrender that has to happen on a daily basis and a moment's basis. So that moment that you're like, oh, well, you know what? I've got all the satisfaction from what I accomplished, my own accomplishments, not what God's accomplished through me. Right. You know, we don't get there. We get to the point of saying, I did that. Yeah. You remember what happened to Moses when he had that sense of pride? Yeah. Never saw the glory land. That's Never right. He struck the rock, said, I made water come from the rock. No, my friend, you did not. Yeah. You know, and so that's one thing we've got to realize is that mm. we're not the ones making the water come from the rock. Yeah. You know, um, and it's easy whenever we start and, you know, going through the recovery process saying, I got clean. I got this far, or I said this at step study, or I said this in, in small group, you know, when we don't realize the words that are really being given to us, you know, and this is something I've had to really 
really work on it. I had to take myself out of it, you know, and understand that I have to subtract me and play plus and add God. Because mm-hmm. when you start doing that, you realize that somebody else is doing it for you because uh, what do you say? Yeah. Our best thinking landed yeah. us in the seats of CR. That's right. Our best thinking, mm-hmm. our our yeah. you know, best thinking ended up us being addicts. Yeah. Or ended up us being at my will. Yeah. My will is what led me to my seat recovery. I gotta yeah. stay in God's will. And, and this process and the other thing, and, and we've mentioned CR enough talking about the scripture, but the meetings. Yeah. I mean, coming to the meetings is so important. And, and you know, I, I, you know, I'm dedicated to CR. I'm dedicated to the river. But what happens is, is the transition, and you don't see it to start with. But as a business owner, you know, you see a panhandler, and you and you think, well, why didn't he get a job? Well, now when I see a panhandler, I think. What was his childhood like? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. breaks? I, I got I got dealt three aces and two kings on my hand. So last what did he? I mean, I was talking about how whenever we start going through the recovery process and we start meeting all these people, what changes is and what God starts to touch our hearts perspective. Yeah. It goes from here exactly to that singular thing to and it flops and it's mm. like, what does God want me to see? in this and so that's right. why you know that that perspective change of that viewpoint change the worldview change which started to change your actions or uh, the values and belief in people right all of a sudden it changes your actions and behavior towards people you, you're so seeing it. people through god's eyes instead of through your own eyes because your worldview has changed the it has changed. Has changed your compassion has yep. grown your love i think that's also developing that sense of empathy yep mm-hmm. yeah and compassion and i'm going to tell you when you're living pride, when you're when that is in your life and that is a part of you, you ain't got no empathy. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. I struggled for a very long time with empathy. Yeah. And I'm still not where I wanna be, but I'm better than I was about it. God yeah. has really done a work on me with empathy. And I think that all started back with recovery. Well, as y'all know with these podcasts and, and with unashamed recovery, you know, Telling your story is so important. I love the lessons at CR. One week's a lesson, next week's testimony. But testimonies, right. it brings you home. And telling your story, we can all tell. You know, I'm getting a little bit off subject, but I do have a little Pentecost in me, I guess, Josh. <laughs> but but I'm telling you, yeah, there you go. But I, I'm 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 just I'm just telling you that. You don't have to quote scripture to anybody. Tell their, your story of how God has changed your life. You'll get farther in impacting people. And I, I know scripture is powerful. Don't get me wrong. The word says scripture is powerful. Right. It, it won't come back void. Start off by telling your story and telling what God has done in your life. Right. How God has changed you. Well, I'm just going to tell you, when you start off and you're trying to start throwing out scripture, you're going to scare somebody off. Exactly. And I know that a lot of people is going to, we're probably just hating a little bit. But here's my argument. And this goes back to that whole thing of there's multiple paths of recovery. It's not just one path. Right. I want to see somebody sober, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Let me get somebody sober, and then let me get start working on that spirit. Let me well, then, that, let, then that, let time it out. 
But you some saint like not let me. Uh, <laughs> oh, we just had a we just came full circle, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's a great listener to uh, <laughs> that quick to uh, <laughs> to dissect that. That's Anyways, awesome. But, That's good stuff. But getting back to what what was being said, let's get that person sober. Yeah, mm. let's get them out of that addiction. Let them. Let's get them clear-headed, mm. and then let's start giving them scripture and get like. I think that's the urgency. Is well, you got the person sober, and then they can receive the message of Christ. Well, in Scripture, it yeah. even tells you that the Holy Spirit can't live in something that's unclean. Right. You know, so um, you have to get it clean first, yeah. and then inject, yeah. you inject, inject, yeah. inject. You know, with me, uh, the process was, man, I I was rotten. I mean, spoiled, rotten. And I'm not talking no. about. I'm not talking about <laughs> give me money. Da 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 da. That's spoiled, right? I'm talking about like. My insides, yeah. the inside of me was rotten. The way mm-hmm. I saw people, the way I viewed the world, the way I treated other people, even so to the fact of even when I got sober, even yeah. clean, you know, um, through the first part of my, like first year of my recovery, all the way up until almost year two, you know, rotten because, and I can't say it was all rotten, but I had my moments, you know what I mean? To where right. I didn't want to understand anybody else. I didn't want to be empathetic because I was like, you know how long it took me to build this back up? Yeah. And I was like, what did I just say? Mm. You know, and it almost sounds like narcissism. Yeah. When you when you really break it down, it's narcissistic yeah. views. Mm. And so that's a scary thought because most narcissism there's narcissists don't even realize they're there. You know, right. but it all stems from pride. Pride. When you break it all the way back down, but it's something that happens to us in our childhood that makes us think that pride's okay. You know, and um, a lot of times it comes from being an athlete or it comes from being. Um, somebody who did great at school. And a lot of people that we talked to, um, we've just mentioned this, a lot of people that we talked to were scholars. You know, they got straight A's, they ended up in addiction. Uh, most of the time they were using the straight A's to hide the fact that they were addicts. But right. in that, um, you'll get prideful because you, I got two college degrees. I don't, I'm an addict, but I got two college degrees. I don't need that. You know right. what I mean? There's a sense of that you don't need nobody else. But mm-hmm. when you inertly need everybody else, and you definitely and, need God. And that's when you start wearing that mask. Yeah. And when you, once, you, once you put that mask on, you're, you're really isolating, even though you're in front of everybody, because you're not, you're, you're not building relationships. Right. You're, you're putting a mask on. It's, a, it's all a facade. Nothing's real anymore, because you're, you're having to wear that mask to protect your pride. Right. There's a lot of information. And I, I, will, I, I will add something else because we promote all, anything that can help people. And like you were saying, Josh, our goal is always to help someone become sober. Yep. With AA, if you look back, the reason why AA went to using the phrase God as you see him is because during that time, the depression era and shortly after, when you would say, let me tell you about God, everybody would say, no, no, no. So they chose... I'd rather them at least hear us. And if I say, let me tell you about Jesus Christ or God, they're gone. So let me tell you about, you know, a relationship with your higher power as you see it. So it was not a compromise against Christianity. It was a way to get the message across. Because if you don't get it across, you can't get them sober. Once they get sober, then they can build the relationship with Christ. No doubt. I didn't know that. I kind of knew, but I didn't know to that extent. So that's kind of interesting fact there. Uh, we always kind of 
have a celebrate recovery angle because that's what we do. That's, yeah, that's what we so do. So to for. get a little bit of an AA, and I mean, Stacy, he kind of hit on AA and NA. So it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of neat to get a little bit of extra perspective on that. Um, man, we have talked to we went down a rabbit hole. I hope, I hope <laughs> but we, we didn't though. We didn't. It all still centered around what we. What the oh no, 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 no! I'm saying like we we covered a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I mean yeah. we we covered a lot, and yeah. I hope I hope the central uh, theme. Yeah, so the, the central idea. I hope it didn't get lost. Um, you know, it's addiction is. It's basically, it's a self-absorbed, like, it's all about self. So just about anybody out there in recovery is dealing with a pride issue. Yeah. Right. I mean, because when you're in that addictive mindset, you're not thinking about your family, your loved ones. It's all me, 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 let me get my next. Mm. And so, so it's almost, I think anybody out there that has the touch of addiction can relate to this. Yeah. A, a lot of this students back and you, you both are parents and, and you know, I'm a parent, I have four beautiful granddaughters now. We are constantly reinforcing to our children, you can do this. You can be anything you want to be. You can, you know, you, you can make straight A's. You can do whatever you want to be. This is good encouragement, but it, it starts the pride process because then when well, you achieve in, it at that point you're indoctrinated it exactly you know, instead of teaching that there's something greater than you uh-huh. that should be indoctrinated into them you know we wait for church to do that and you know we talked mm. about this in the men's group um uh wednesday nights we have <clears throat> a men's group at, at church or whatever and we were talking about how we send our kids to school they get indoctrinated with school stuff and then we they get mm. indoctrinated with pride uh, because, you know, like I said, through sports and uh, telling them, hey, look, you, you're the best kid out there. You can yeah. do anything you want. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, and I'm going to say this for my youngest, uh, he wears the jersey number one in baseball. Yeah. And he says, that's because I'm, that's, that's how great I play. I yeah. was thinking to myself, kid, <laughs> it takes this entire team to win a game. Yeah. You know, it's not just about number one, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to, I had to break him down on that a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, he just looked at me like I was crazy and just walked yeah. on. But it's, that's the start of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it starts there when we're really impressionable. And, and when we live a life of wanting to impress everybody, impress mm-hmm. our parents, I want you to be proud of me. Well, then you grow up owning two businesses with multiple employees, a wife, two kids, and a community that you're trying to impress yeah and, and you're miserable people pleasing it's a horrible life it's gonna discourage you every time it will yep. it will it'll and come back to bite you that's a song that's for another time i could get into a whole nother thing on that right there but we'll <laughs> save that for a later time jeff it has been a i mean what's i would say honor but what's above honor like i, I can't even are you gonna make him that prideful right there Okay. Kidding, 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 kidding. I mean, <laughs> what, uh, so what, but I mean, we're in here talking about pride. You what, do that right What now? better episode uh, to do that with, though, right? True. But uh, I mean, it just—it's been great to have you on to talk about this. Because like I said, mm-hmm. this isn't talked about much. No. Uh, we talk a lot about codependency, uh, but pride just kind of gets, and we all struggle with it. Uh, and Jeff, uh, before you leave. Before we wrap it up, 
um, you know, as a gratitude of you coming on here and being vulnerable and talking in depth about this from your personal experience, we want to to show thanks by giving you a few moments of uh, just uninterrupted airtime. Our show is your show. If there is somebody out there that is listening, that one person that needs to hear what you need, what you have to say, what would that be? Wow. Uh, thank y'all for giving me the opportunity. And, and for the audience out there, this is rare because they know I can go on for a while. <laughs> but anyway, you know what, what, I, what I would say is... <laughs> If if any of this is applied to you and, and you you're hiding behind a mask, I just encourage you step out. I mean, I love the brick and mortar churches. I think they're serving God in a certain way. I'm not here to bash churches, but sometimes you have to go to a specialist when you have cancer. And when you're hiding behind a mask and it's hard to come out in a church, come celebrate recovery. Go to the river. Go to AA. Find a relationship that you can get out from behind the mask and let the healing begin. And then, I got you, you can live unashamed. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Uh, stealing my thunder. <laughs> uh, love you guys, man. Well, love you too, uh, man. You know, uh, as that was wrap, awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> as we wrap up, you know, Jeff goes and he, he shares his story with a lot of groups and Jeff, if somebody wants for you to come speak at their group or their church, maybe somebody wants you to come on and share your story on their recovery podcast. What's sure. a great way for somebody to get a hold of you? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I would just say email. Uh, Jeff Shepard, and Shepard is spelled S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, like a sheep herder. Jeff Shepard at BellSouth.net. We'll, we'll put you know, obviously contact you or the river in Philadelphia. Most definitely. And we'll put that information in the show notes of the, of the episode for you to be able to see that and click on it. And, uh, man, I hate to wrap up a, a good episode. I know we could go on more and more in Dude, depth. we could probably go on for two hours. Two, three hours. <laughs> Easy. But, uh, guys, with that, that's all we got for this episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to click like and subscribe. Help us to reach more people. And, uh, man, Drew, you got anything you want to say? Man, um, stay sober, guys. Hey. All right, guys, we love y'all. And with that, y'all be unashamed. Hey, Recovery Fam. Thanks for watching another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. And if today's episode has somehow helped you out, or maybe it's encouraged you to get into recovery, consider subscribing to our channel, like this video. You can even give us a comment. Yeah. oh i was getting on there and liking it see guys you can find us on all social media at unashamed recovery 